Hello there. Welcome to the fifth, yes, you heard me, the fifth special episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And Today. man, oh man, am I excited for this episode, because yeah. uh, as a reward for winning the uh, Star Wars in a Galaxy Trivia Contest Knowledge Awakens, I got to pick uh, the special episode that um, we are going to record today and put out. Um, this would be Friday the 23rd, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's today when you're listening to this, probably. Um, and I decided to talk about, because George Lucas released episodes 4, 5, and 6 before 1, 2, 3, um, because in charge of planning Yoda was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the ways in which to watch Star Wars for the first time have been many varied and many like have been many focused and a lot of stuff and so Jacob and I have put together a comprehensive um, viewing order spreadsheet that we will link to in the description of this podcast um, yeah that's right that we've made consisting of a bunch of the uh, playlists that, not playlists, sorry, viewing orders. There's this thing called playlists that we'll get to later. Some of the viewing orders that we will talk about in this episode. There are four tabs, the conventional orders, which we'll talk about first. The StarWars.com playlist, which I comp- which I compiled a while ago, and they were just kind of cool. Star Wars direct viewing orders, which we'll talk about later. And then uh, other orders, which we'll also talk about later. But first, yeah. before we get to any crazy orders, uh, what do you say, Jacob, that we talk, we start talking about um, the more conventional viewing orders? What do you say? Uh, so right, like, yeah, sure. So, like, for example, the order that most um, audiences above the age of 40 uh, saw Star Wars in. 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, Rogue One, 8, Solo, 9. Um, yes, the release order. The release order. And some of these orders will include Rogue One and Solo. Some of them won't, so we'll notify you when they do. Yep. Um, so what do you think are the pros and the cons of this order? So, um, I mean, I am a bit part... I am very partial um, to the release order myself. It's how I saw Star Wars. Um, it's, uh, it's how um, my dad, who introduced me to Star Wars, it's how he saw Star Wars as well. And I like it because you not only do you um not only um do you kind of get to see the evolution of Star Wars in like the um the uh the, the special effects and the filmmaking techniques of the time, you also kind of get the full experience. Um, assuming you don't know anything going into it, you get the full experience of all the um the spoilers, and I feel like it kind of gives you the best intended um. It gives you like the best um, experience of the prequels, which is kind of figuring out how the Jedi got from this huge organization down to just a couple people, or what happened to the Republic, and kind of answering the questions posed. I agree with you about the release order stuff. Um, I think, yeah, it's the order that I saw Star Wars um, for the first time, of course, because, you know... Um, I got the lucky chance to see five of these Star Wars movies in theaters, everything from seven to nine, uh, including the spinoffs. It it is a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I think, as we'll discuss later when we're getting to the machete order, one of the biggest problems with this 
is the special edition edition of edition edition of Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. When you know nothing about who this guy is. Um you have Obi-Wan, you have Yoda, and you have Hayden Christensen, and it makes it so confusing. Um and so that yeah, I that's that's the one little issue of this. And plus story-wise and weird significance-wise, like we're gonna get to orders that have strange significances to them, um, that I love. Uh yeah. So uh Jacob, do you have anything else you want to say about release order? Uh, no, um, I think it's like the, in my opinion, it's the best order. I'm very preferential to it. But yeah, that, that, I guess that's pretty much it. I think it's a good order. I think it's a solid, good all-around order. Um, let's cover the second order on our conventional orders list, which is the chronological order. Now, I will say, one of the pros going into this, this does not have many pros. This This order does not have many pros to it. One of the pros it does have is that George Lucas wants you to watch Star Wars in this way. So it's kind of like George Lucas's intended I mean, not with Solo and Rogue One and the sequel trilogy, but if you had to watch them any place, George Lucas, I think, would recommend, yeah, watch them 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, how they were meant to be viewed. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Now... Uh, shed light on what I think is probably one of the worst things about this order. It's the no, I am your father thing. Yeah, that part kind of... It, it is lost. If you view episode 3 before episode 5, no, I am your father is is kind of a no-duh thing. Yeah. It's not a twist anymore. Because you know you see Anakin's turn, and you see Luke and Leia being born. Also, it ruins the twist of Leia, um... Leia is Luke's, Luke's sister. Uh, sister. Yeah. yeah. It, it ruins that, and so that's not act, that's not great in itself, um... But, yeah. Anything else to say about chronological order, or should we just go on to... Not really. I think we can go on to, um... What are, what are we doing next? The machete order, the maybe? Machete order. Let's give a yeah. little background for this. Um... Probably the, uh, it, the on November eleventh, on November eleventh, two thousand eleven, a uh, software developer named Rod Hilton um, introduced the Machete Order to Star Wars. Now, this is before the sequel trilogy, before Rogue One, and we have a slightly altered list because of something it omits. But um, Machete Order is four, five, two, three, six. It's five movies, four, five, two, three, six. That's the four, traditional. Five, two, three, six. That's the traditional um, machete order. Order. Um, Rod Hilton recommends cutting out episode one because he says that in that post I was just reading it actually, basically that everything that you have in episode one. It doesn't actually matter. Whoa. Believe That's it or a take. not, that he's basically like, yeah, all the stuff you need to know about Anakin, about his training with Obi Wan, about Dooku, about all of that, is all revealed in two instead of one. He, yeah. It's not that he dislikes Episode One; it's that he doesn't think it's necessary. That's an um, interesting take. I feel like you lose some stuff, but overall, I think that's a yeah. 
that's that actually like it it actually kind of that idea grew on me. It's it's an interesting interesting idea. We have episode one in there, but really the idea is to view episodes one, two, three, the prequel trilogy, as a flashback to five once we realize the significance of Anakin. So kind of like an ancillary thing. Not like... Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, So what do you think of this horror? Um, I think it's cool. Um, I like the... uh, I like the creativity of it because I think this was um if I'm not mistaken this was one of the first times that someone came up with like an alternate order. I'm 99% sure you're right on that one. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to give it marks for that and overall it just it ma- it makes pretty good sense. So, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it overall. I think it's a it's I, I kind of watched it one time so I, in that order. So, I think it's a pretty solid order. I think that um, it's it's hard to really tell what the true effectiveness is if you if you if, unless you like are totally new and haven't seen Star Wars ever before. But overall, yeah, this one's like a. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's, it's cool. There, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd ever watch it in that order. But it's not terrible. Um, what we have next, um, that's our first tab on this spreadsheet. The second tab that we have that we're not going to cover in this episode that we're going to but that is on this spreadsheet is a while ago starwars.com does this thing called the playlist where it takes a character or a topic Darth Maul, Jabba the Hutt, Holocrons and yeah. puts together a playlist of movies, TV and sometimes even books and comics that you should read or watch to get the full experience of that. I actually updated them with a bunch of other stuff because they all came out pretty much like after seven, but before anything else. Um, but, uh, so I updated it with things like episode nine and eight and fallen order a Mandalorian and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And, um, rebel season four and, and clone Wars season seven. And yeah. So, uh, so it, that's pretty cool, but let's get to, um, there's this, uh, website called star Wars direct. Um, and for this episode, yeah. Jacob and I decided to um, uh, to pick of of the ones we found uh, three viewing orders that we thought really popped out to us. Uh, yeah. And Jacob, I think yours are all in the Star Wars Direct one, right? Yeah, that's right. And I think I have one in there in there too. So uh, I think, yeah, Jacob, you want to start with one of yours? Yeah, all right. I'll start with the um, the Mandalorian order, which you start with um, episode two, the Attack of the Clones, and then you go through um, various um, you go through all the different Mandalorian arcs of um, the Clone Wars in season two, four, five, and seven. I can't remember the names of all the arcs, but I think I can help you with I, I can, all that stuff. I think I can help you out with some of them. Uh, it's uh it's uh two is the Mandalore plot and all the stuff with the first pre Vizsla stuff. Uh, yeah. Four is uh, I think a friend in need, which is the one where went on Carlac. Yeah. Five is um uh is the lawless and the stuff where Satine dies, and then seven is Siege of Mandalore. I okay. think. Yeah. 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 That's that sounds about right. Yeah. And then you go into um, Star Wars Rebels. There's all the Mandalorian plots from Star Wars Rebels. 
Sabine with the dark saber, Sabine re- re- rescuing her dad, and other stuff. Then episode five, then episode six, then the Mandalorian season one. I like this because it takes a lot of media that isn't necessarily focused on Mandalorians specifically, aside from the Mandalorian, and and kind of makes it into an interesting, um, kind of an interesting story. So that's so that's why I like it. Um, I, I think I just think the idea of that is pretty cool. It is really cool. I'd say th- this order I think needs a little bit of an amended name, though. I think it should be called like the Rise and Fall of the Mandalorians because that's what you see in here. Because like in like you, in the Clone Wars, you see the Mandalorians at their prime. You main yeah. rebels, you see them in not in their prime, in like being basically enslaved by the Empire. And then you see them rising back up in Rebels, but then you see them falling back down again in Season 1 of The Mandalorian, which is really cool. I love that. Yeah, um, it, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, go ahead with your next order. Alright. For my next order, I have the Alt-Machete Order. So, basically, the Alt-Machete Order is Rogue One, then episode Rogue One, four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. I, I like that order also. It's fun, yeah. Yeah. It starts with I Rogue think One, which is the weirdest thing of all of them. Um, what do you think Rogue One adds to like the start of the universe? Because there's the one problem I see with this one, which is that Rogue One depicts Vader at the very end of this as this unstoppable badass. And then you see him in episode 4 against Obi-Wan. And he's just, like, he's reduced to this, like, guy who swings his lightsaber a couple times like it's some weird if, Look, if I'm gonna act, be really honest, that maybe, complaint seems a bit airheaded to me, given that you're basically just complaining about the filmmaking techniques of the time. And I think you kind of have to suspend... You have to suspend disbelief in order to enjoy the story. So personally, that is... Um, yeah. That's why I, that's why I don't... That's why it doesn't bug me. But I can... I think that's valid. But, um, yeah, I, I just like this order. Yeah, that's the a, only thing. That's literally the only it's, thing. Um, it is kind of... It presents a different take on it. Um, I think uh, Rogue One kind of... I like Rogue One at the beginning because it introduces it as a more kind of... in a more gritty kind of universe, which honestly segues pretty well into... um, It segues really well into the original movies with their kind of rusty aesthetic. So that I do, I do appreciate yeah. the uh, alt machete for that. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, what's your final order My on this? Final list? order is going to be the Ahsoka Tano order. I saw this one. I was immediately like, "Ooh, this seems pretty cool." It has a lot of Star Wars rebels and uh, Clone Wars in it because that's all there is really. Yeah. It's exclusively but, all of them. Yeah. Though that could change with season fingers two of crossed, the Mandalorian. Man, fingers right crossed, the that would be awesome. I think I've heard some stuff, and I think we might be getting the trailer tomorrow. Really? Wow. I, yeah. Wow, here's hoping. Um, 
T tomorrow, by the way, is August 17th, so that would, would have been yeah. like five days ago or something like that. So I um, love the Ahsoka yeah. Tano order because Ahsoka Tano is one of my favorite characters. Um, she is, uh, a, a, she's pretty much a fan favorite character. And I think it's cool because she really kind of had a, um, a, a redemption arc of sorts where in the beginning, after the Clone Wars movie, she was honestly, a, she was a not very well-liked character. People weren't, people weren't a fan of her. But then eventually, um, you know, uh, uh, Dave Filoni kind of held his ground and kept working on Ahsoka, and they they made her a really good character, a very a very like interesting, well developed like strong awesome badass character, and I love that. I love Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars, and I love Ahsoka Tano in Rebels too. I like seeing kind of the difference, but I I like seeing the way she kind of grows by kind of comparing the two shows. So yeah. I love the Ahsoka. It's, I think this is our only exclusive animated viewing order on this list. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, I'd say. Um, my order off of the Star Wars Direct list, by the way, go check them out. They're really cool. Um, uh, we'll leave their link, of course. Actually, we won't leave it in the description. It'll be on our spreadsheet, which will contain pretty much any everything, honestly. Um uh, but my order from this is the Anakin Skywalker order. It's an, it's interesting. Um, it right. splits up movies too, which is weird. It's um, it's uh, I think it's yeah, it's Rogue One, then four, five, six to Luke's talk with Yoda, then um, uh, yeah, four, five, six to Luke's talk with Yoda, one, two, Clone Wars movie. Uh, Clone Wars 119, 520, 315, 79, and those are all, I think that's like the Mortis arc in there, and the Lawless, no, it, there's the Jedi who knew too much in there, and Old Friends Not Forgotten, 3, and then Fire Across the Galaxy from Rebels, Siege of Lothal from Rebels, Shroud of Darkness from Rebels, um, Twilight Apprentice from Rebels, and then from Yoda's talk with Luke to the end of 6, and it really does show the rise and fall of and rise again of Anakin Skywalker as a person. Um, it's interesting because it prevent presents Vader as this like scary, like almost demon in a mask in Rogue One, and then it yeah. shows you through five, six, one, two, uh, five, six, one, and two the humanity of Vader, and then you see, and then once you've kind of gotten the humanity of Vader, you get to see well. How did he go from this Jedi who was one of the most heroic people in the galaxy to this evil person? Um, and you see that that in Rebels near the end that there's still some good left in him. And you see that mirrored in 6. This is a non-sequel order um, just because the sequels don't include Vader in that respect. Um, but... It's really interesting to see it. I I think this would be a cool order to check out. It'd take a while, but it would be a cool order to check out. Um, okay. And so that was my first order, and then now I now I have two more orders. Um, the first order I'm going to talk about uh is a non uh shoot it's a non uh uh spinoff order. Um, okay. And no spinoff. Sorry. This is under the uh. Other orders tab, which is the fourth tab. This one I've been I saw on Reddit, and I thought this was genius. 
It's called the Lockwood Order. Um, it's of based that. off of the Emily Bronte novel Wuthering Heights, and it shows wow. parallels between Wuthering Heights and the Star Wars universe. This order is gutsy because it starts with The Force Awakens. Wow, that is gut. That is pretty gutsy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so it basically it basically frames. And I know you're going to love this, Jacob, but it basically frames the sequel trilogy as the main trilogy in this order. Um, huh. as That's with, interesting. With the original and prequel trilogy serving as backstory for the sequel trilogy order, just like the prequels did in the Machete order. Um, yeah. And so what it does, so here's the order. Seven, original trilogy. Eight, prequel trilogy. Nine. Or seven, four, five, six, eight, one, two, three, nine. The reason why this order works is that, you know, in episode seven, we hear a lot about the glory days, you know? We hear a yeah. lot about the days where um, Luke and Leia and Han were fighting this really evil guy named Vader. Um, and then you get to see what that was like and why Ray, Finn, and Poe are looking up to these people uh, in episodes four, five, and six. Then you get to episode 8, and Luke mentions a guy called Darth Sidious. Um, you also see... Yeah, you see um, Darth Sidious, um, and uh, you also yeah. hear a little bit about the Jedi at the height of their powers, uh, and you also hear a little bit more about Anakin's fall to the dark side. So you see all of that afterwards in 1, 2, 3, and then 9, of course, completes the circle yeah um in it and you know and it's interesting because uh in this order they talk about Raylo, ben and ray as the opposite of anakin and padme um you know when force healing is introduced in rise of skywalker uh it's it's basically you see it as this tragic foil to what you just saw in the prequels because of you know, Anakin couldn't save his loved one through, through death, um, uh, saved his loved one from death because he approached it from the dark side. But Ben approaches it from the light, and that's how he does it. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's an interesting That's, a, that's an interesting order. idea. It's, I, I'm not exactly sure, like, I'm not sure the practical, the practicality of it. I'm not sure how it would work. But I think it could work. What are your thoughts on the Lockwood order? Um, I, I think it's a very bold. It's very bold, but I kind of like it for that. It feels, it feels very fresh. Kind of thinking about it, it's a. I like it because I feel like so many of the orders start with the prequel or start with the prequels of the originals. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting take. I feel like I people do don't like usually how go there. How, I do like how seamlessly incorporates the sequel trilogy, which not a lot of orders do. Um, and then finally, for my third um, order, I have an order that I came up with, um, which is called the It's Like Poetry Order. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. Mm -hmm. Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. Hopefully it'll work. Um, okay, let's hear this. So, basically, the idea is... That the idea with this order is basically that the prequel and the sequel and the original trilogies 
all tell various versions of the same story. They're like poetry. They rhyme. They rhyme. Yeah. And so you and so in this order you get to contrast these orders with each other. So you start in episode four, you see Luke, you see him going on this big journey, and you know, you got that very, you know, he wants to be a Jedi like his father. He trains under Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then you go to episode one, you see what his father was like before he became a Jedi. You see him having the same aspirations as Luke. You want yeah. to see Obi-Wan, but younger. And you wonder what caused Obi-Wan to get in this grizzled state. Um, like, you kind of know from the exposition in 4, but you really wonder what. And then you yeah. get the big twist. No, I am your father. And that sets a new view on things. But before you have too much time to think about that, you go to 7 and you see Luke and Anakin's journey repeating itself for a third time with the journey of Rey in Seven. Um, yeah. What also happens in Seven? Han Solo dies. So with that, you actually then jump to Solo, um, which gives Han a little bit of a memorial for himself that he never got yeah. in Eight by showing you a very similar kind of sort of hero's journey to Luke Han, to Luke Anakin and Rey. Um, yeah. Then you go to then you go to Rogue One and you see um, how they stole. You get exposition for for uh, and the sort of hero's journey for Jin. You also see Vader in his prime. At which point you remember, oh wait, Vader is Anakin. And yeah. so you go to two. Um, you see Anakin slipping faster. Then you go to eight and nine, where you see the completion of Kylo Ren and Ben Solo's journey. And you, then you're wondering, uh, and then you get your two final movies, which I call the two final pieces of the puzzle. Six, which shows how Vader redeemed himself and how the Empire fell. And then three at the very end to show how Anakin became Vader that we saw in four in the first place. It's like poetry, you know, they rhyme. That's, an, that's a very interesting order. I, didn't, I, didn't, I never really thought about it that way. That's pretty it, cool. It is my favorite order. I'm, I mean, a little biased because I've been working on this one for a while now. But, like, it's an interesting order that I've been thinking about for a while. And it's and I think it's really... It's cool. It's cool. It, it establishes a lot of the parallels that we see in the original. And, like, you know, with The Force Awakens, I gotta say, one of the things I love about this order so much is that The Force Awakens... I think would feel a little less like a straight ripoff of New Hope in that in that way, because it's just another incarnation of the hero's journey that we always already saw in four and one already. Yeah. Um, and we'll see it again, and it, that is that's another name for this order. Another name, other than the it's like poetry order, it's the hero's journey order. It's the order of a hero going on a great journey, sometimes succeeding to sometimes failing. Jin in Rogue One, Han in Solo. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's what I think this order does really well. Um, we will include the full um, spreadsheet and all of that in the description below. Um, and, yes. But we are not done with this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. No, no. Um, we have... Our, our weekly. Are you ready for this, Jacob? Let's count down. Three, two, two one. one. 
one quarter portion. Yes, we do. Um, and this week is Star Wars opinions. Um, Star Wars opinions, which was u- which was used to be a special episode. Um, but we decided to convert it into a segment. I will also give another footnote. If you guys want to see us do a more, um, a larger and longer version of Star Wars Opinions, um, and a live version of that, come to Star Wars Force Fest. Um, it is a convention that is being held, uh, Online, virtually, you don't need to pay any money to access Force Fest. We will be hosting a panel at Force Fest on Sunday, August 30th at 10 a.m. PST. Jacob and I will both be there, and we will be asking the audience about their Star Wars opinions. Yeah, um, should be a... Which is, which is cool. Um, anyway, should be really fun. Uh, so, uh, Jacob and I... For this uh, segmented version of Star Wars Opinions, um, have two questions each, two Star Wars Opinion questions each to ask each other. Yeah. Um, Jacob, you want to go first? Yeah, all right. So my first question for Star Wars Opinions is, what do you think is the best Star Wars video game? What do I think is the best Star Wars video game? Jedi Fallen Order. Okay, Jedi Fallen yeah, Order. and uh, why? Do you want to elaborate Jedi on Jedi Fallen Order is such a cool story. It's about... It, it, it's, a, it, it's really cool that in this new day and age of the Disney Star Wars era, the video games can stand as high as the TV shows and the movies and the books and the comics in terms of storytelling. Jedi Fallen Order for me, and... Uh, that is hype, is indeed. Yeah, it's... It, I mean... I think actually a lot of people like the story more than I did, but I can't I, even I can't deny that the story is really it's about people who've had their choices taken away from them, and then they're presented later on with choices that that were taken away from them that they were given back, and it's about what they do with them. It's about Cal and Marin and Trilla and Seer all having all having their lives as they knew it stripped away from them trilla trilla her master leaving her um seer her apprentice turning to evil cal his master dying marin her whole clan being wiped out and it's about what they do with those choices and three of them make good ones and one of them doesn't yeah um and i yeah i love the story of fallen order uh what about you um, oh man, I, I did not expect to get such a deep answer, so I, just, I didn't really think about this because I didn't realize I had to answer to, but for the best storied video game, hmm. you know, I would have to go with the, um, the, uh, the Bounty Hunter game. I'm not, I'm not, is that the, I don't know what the official name is, but it's Bounty the, Hunter, Bounty yeah, Hunter. Yeah, Bounty Hunter, the one with Boba Fett. Or not, sorry, not Boba Jango, Fett, Jango, Jango Fett. Yeah, the one with Jango Fett. I, um, I, I think it's a cool, I think it's a really cool background story. Kind of get to see Jango Fett kind of become, try and become like the, 
badass bounty hunter he was meant always meant to be and i, I like that i like the aspect of it interesting okay um here we go my first question for you and All i right. teased this last week but who is your favorite star wars background character my favorite Star Wars background character. Okay, what qual what qualifies as a background character? Uh, Can you give five any more, or less like, lines on screen, and a significant five or less lines and like and like you can't do Boba Fett because like he says five yeah. or less lines on screen, but like he's a huge part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Oof. Hmm. Well, that is tricky. Or let's let's say uh, this, okay? Let's say this. Anyone you could be asked about in a trivia contest. Like, you know what I mean? About a trivia contest, yeah. It's hard. Um, I'm gonna go with um. Oof, I can't think of a lot of names of background characters. Maybe Sleaze Bagano. I kind of like that guy. Bagano. Yeah, I think actually um I was looking at I was looking at him on Wikipedia the other day and he actually has one name that's different from Sleaze Bagano. But they, like the, there's one entry with a last name that's different from Sleaze Bagano, so I'm wondering if there's some canon legends stuff going on, but I like him. I think he um I don't know, he's just funny. You wanna buy hey, some Hey, I wanna sticks? ask yeah, I was I about like, to ask you. You wanna buy some death sticks? Yeah. Um yeah, okay, so I already previewed mine last week, but you know it was coming. Um, my favorite um, Star Wars background character is Ochi of Bestoon. Um, I, is that I that guy assassin? Yes. I never really got to talk about Ochi of Bestoon why I love him so much. So first of all, I, I like to believe that your favorite background character is kind of a representation of why you love Star Wars. Which is perfect for me, because he's all the stuff I love about Star Wars. First of all, he has deep links to the Sith. And I love everything Jedi and Sith in the Star Wars universe, number one. And number two, he's from Episode Nine, And um, I love Episode Nine. Uh, it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Uh, and really, what I what I really like about Ochi of Bestoon... Well, first of all, he gets the best introduction of any character ever. He has uh, Billy D. Williams say his name for the first time. And when Billy D. Williams says anything, it sounds amazing. Yeah. So he says, I was listening to it earlier. Um, I was watching it earlier. Uh, we were tracing an old Sith. Uh, we were tracing an old Sith mercenary called Ochi of Bestoon. And when, and when Billy D. says something like that, you just gotta listen, you know what I mean? Um... <laughs> Uh, and yeah. I and I love that for and I love it for that reason. I love him for that reason. I also like the idea that he could be. This is an idea I know I pitched to you, Jacob. But this is he could be. I wanted I wanted Ochi of Bestoon series just to see the final order in its existence. Like I want to see what they were up to. I wanted to see how and what Palpatine was pushing into the dark side for. I want to see all of that, and I want the main character to be Ochi of Bestoon. Interesting. So that, so that is why I love Ochi of Bestoon so much. Um, okay, uh, that's that's. And awesome. I was disappointed. I went on Amazon. I'm like, oh, there's got to be some merch. No merch. No Ochi no of Bestoon merch. Wow, shocking! It's so that is sad. shocking. 
It's not shocking. I love- this is another thing. OGM Death Dude is such a background character, we never see him alive in a present-day Star Wars movie. Wow. Sad. Hashtag rip OG of Bestian. Hashtag rip OG. Uh, yeah, okay, what's your second question? My second question is, what is your favorite character that never has uh, screen time in a movie? So what is your favorite TV show only character? This can include The Mandalorian. Okay. Jacob, I'm gonna um, give you a little bit of a... Um, a caveat for this one, okay? Okay. Ahsoka Atano and Kane and Jarrus both appeared in Star Wars movies. Okay. Can you figure out how? Um, Ahsoka Tano. Oh, uh, in the in the last no, not the last Jedi. Sorry, the right in the Rise of Skywalker. That's also how Kane. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant for both of them. Yeah. yeah, so so you can't include either of them. Uh, favorite yep. TV show only character. Um, I would have to go with. Wow, this is a hard one. Um, wow, this is this is not as easy as I thought. Um, I was gonna say Ahsoka, but then I realized my own rule sabotaged me there. Um. Oh, yeah. let's see. Um, wow, this is actually not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, this is a boring answer, but I feel like I'm not coming up with anyone else, so I'm just going to have to say it. Um, okay. Actually, no, never mind. I, had a, I have a better answer. My favorite character only in a TV show is Mother Talzin. Mother Talzin? What do you like about Mother Talzin? She's just so weird. Like, it's such a weird part of Star Wars. It's like, that's when the, you know, the Clone Wars gets really weird. It's an army of basically magic witches fighting a bunch of robots in that episode. I love Mother Talz and I love her, like, she has a very weird and eerie and creepy nature, and I think we should have gotten more Mother Talzin. Runner-up was going to be the guy I was going to say, which was Din Djarin, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Mother Talzin, though. Um, Mother Talzin for me. All right. Who do you, who's yours? My favorite character, I would say Sabine Wren. Okay, good choice. I, I like. Um, I, I don't know. I like Sabine Wren. I like her yeah. story. I like the um, yeah. She, she's she's just a cool character. She's got the cool paint armor. She does bombs and stuff. She's a fierce badass Mandalorian. Like, what's not to love? Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's a weird question for you. Okay. Who is your favorite Star Wars character not to align to either the light or dark side? Now, that doesn't mean, like, that doesn't mean characters who aren't Force-sensitive. Like, Han isn't Force-sensitive, but he aligns with the light side. Yeah, I see. Okay, my favorite, so, like, favorite kind of neutral character. Yeah, neutral or scoundrel character. Mm -hmm. Oof, that's, um, that's kind of tricky. I don't really, um... I don't really, I don't really think about that. Um, uh, hmm. Um, why don't, why don't you go first? I need some time to think. You tell us about your favorite. I'm gonna go with either. No, yeah, I'm gonna go with um 
Now I have a yeah. I'm gonna go with this one. Um, either okay. Django Fett or Embo. Oh, Embo. I think I'm gonna go with Embo though. Embo is my trick. Embo is my pick because he's Embo. He's voiced by Dave Filoni. He has the coolest hat in Star Wars. He's a Kuzo, which is a really cool series. He never speaks like ever. Like, he yeah. has, like, six lines throughout the entire Clone Wars series. But yeah. his actions speak way louder than his words. Embo. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, I never forget when he uh, goes snowboarding on his uh, hat. That is awesome. I thought it was a little corny, but you know what? It's awesome. <laughs> who doesn't yeah. want to, like, who doesn't want to have a snowboard hat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and... Let's see. Who is my favorite? Okay, this one might. I'm not sure if this this might not count, but just hear me out when I say that my favorite non-light or dark side line character is Asajj Ventress. Because I feel like, look, she, she is, like, indubitably dark side at first. There's no denying it. But and she kind of switches. And not not switch, She doesn't she... fully switch, but she becomes like a... I mean, actually, she kind of does fully switch in Dark Disciple, that book. Um, she actually oh, yeah, I does. Read Dark Disciple, so maybe yeah, I, I don't think I've actually read it, but I know, like, I know basically what happens in Dark Disciple, and she kind of switches over to the light actually near the end. But I actually think that's a really interesting pick, and yeah, totally, Asajj Ventress, really, really interesting pick. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, Okay, I think that's going to be it for this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. Next week, Genji Tartakovsky's Star Wars Clone Wars Volume 1 is where we're headed. Uh, I am interested. I'm excited. I've never watched this the full way through. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, in the meantime... I will point out, um, I know we already mentioned this, but Force Fest, we're doing a panel, 10 a.m. PST, August 30th. Um, be there. It'll be fun. We're going to be talking about more Star Wars opinions, just like we did on this episode. Make sure to follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you find your podcast, we're probably there. Make sure to leave us reviews on those places. Five-star yeah. reviews, please. Um... And yeah, uh, what else? Uh, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we have, we'll have all that linked in uh, the description of our videos. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Always.